is different. What up, what up, what up, what up, though? Welcome, welcome one, welcome all, everybody, to the first inaugural, hopefully, of uh, many to come, of uh, Irk and Jerk Podcast Sports Edition. You like <laughs> That's I what you all been just, waiting for, ain't it? I had just been adding on to the name. <laughs> so, um, if you're new, if you're new to the team, I am Keith Urquhart. This is uh, uh, my man, hundred grand. Uh, Mr. Vincent, the Governor Butler. What up, um, though? Together, together we are uh, Irk and Jerk. Um, we have a podcast uh, where we talk about a little bit of everything, uh, and we will continue to do so. Uh, but this uh, podcast is strictly uh, for the football, for the foosball, mm-hmm. as they say in uh, Waterboy, for the foosball. So uh, we are two... Uh, Hopelessly devoted Lion fans, uh, born and raised in the city of Detroit, died to the wool, 313, Honolulu Blue, uh, through and out. So everything that um, that you hear comes from us, comes from a, a place of pride, if you may. One pride. Yes, 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 yes. One pride in of So there's a, one, a sense of one pride and sense of uh, one pain, seeing as how we have, <laughs> uh, uh, we haven't been to the playoffs, or I shouldn't say been to the playoffs. We haven't won a playoff game uh, since 1991. Uh, our history is a very a very storied one, a very uh, snake-bitten, tragic-filled one. Mm. But, uh, People don't want to see us win. We, I don't know if they don't want to see us win. I just don't think they have a, a I'm talking about I don't the, run in the Oh, the refs. Okay, Detroit versus everybody. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I don't run up against people who um, they feel bad for us. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's why. That's where they're at. It depends on who you. And if you, unless you're outside the division, because I, I live in I live in Chicago. Uh, Vinny lives in Texas, uh, Dallas to be specific. So um, I see a little more interdivisional rivalry mm-hmm. than he might. So around that, you know, most people, it, it's this is like f your team f your lions which is fine that's how i feel because that's how i feel about them them terrible bears f your bears yes and is. uh for the packer fans that live here f your packers for real you understand and if I you got on that, that, uh, yeah i got on that purple f that f them vikings too i love them so but i how, but me on the other hand it's f everybody you ain't got that cinnamon but it's me f the rams mm-hmm. f seahawks the browns the Kansas just, Kansas City uh, Chiefs, the Royals, all of them. The Royals, <laughs> where the Royals come from? <laughs> what they they ain't do nothing to nobody. They just sit up there playing baseball. What hey, they won the World Series more recently. You want to throw the you throwing the Steelers on that pile? Steelers, all of Steelers, Forty Niners. Because I got something Raiders. for that. That's why we started this pile. Because I'm tired of hearing people talk about the Lions and they ain't even fans in no, your own you city. Go. Okay. This how we starting to pod off. Wait, you know wait. what I you know what grinds my gears. Wait, wait, the- wait. You, can't, you, got, you can't start off. You can't. Start oh, off I can start off hot, baby. 
we you know what grinds my gears. We haven't even laid the pavement. We haven't even finished laying the pavement for. Hey man, I, we so, laying the pavement. And I'm putting names because they need to know. Field. They need to know. We gonna get. We gonna. It's only nah. gonna be a few minutes. We ain't gonna be long. We ain't gonna be long. Um. So what can you expect from us outside of one of us being angry for no reason and grinding his gears? <laughs> um. What can you expect from us is, um, just good old fashioned. Lion talk. I think, you know, over the course of the podcast, you know, we will evolve. But as we start off, we're just going to be two guys, you know, just chopping it up about the the team that they love. You know, are Mm -hmm. we going to be able to uh, break into pro football focus and give you some stats? Not today, but eventually uh, uh, we'll get there. You know, um, we're going to be bringing you this podcast uh, each and every, I want to say, Tuesday because it's going to be we're going to let the games uh play out on Sundays and then we're going to uh you know take a take a take a beat to review it and then we'll um we'll record on Mondays and then we'll get ready to put it up on Tuesday. So you can look for that schedule. Uh I feel confident confident in saying that so you can kind of set your watch to it cuz I think that's important uh for your podcast listening a pleasure. So that's what you can uh look forward to hearing hearing from us. Uh, now that being said, uh, um, my brother from another mother says he has some gears to grind about something that I don't know about, but I'm sure that I'll let him grind his gear and then I'll come back and explain to you why he shouldn't be mad about it. Hey, Uh, so we had this, so, so it is your boy, this your boy, Vinny B, you know, straight from the east side of Detroit. Um, repping that 313 all day, every day, even in the 214 Dallas where I reside. Um, I will say, I've always wanted to have a sports pod for one reason and one reason alone. We don't get fair representation in the media. And all I do is research sports in my spare time. So I, I just thought, hey, why not start this? Keith and I. Um, we argue about the Lions all year long. My wife heard us arguing one day and said, that was entertaining. And my wife hates sports. So if she could hear us sit there and listen to us ramble on about the Lions, because right now we are zero and zero. So this might be the best record we have all year. So this is as good as it might get for us. Cause we, we go, we, we, we go down wormholes. But I will say, everybody listen to a particular radio station for their sports in Detroit. And he's shaking his head. And there's a particular show that everybody listens to in Detroit. And nobody on that particular show is a Lions fan. So when they say you guys on the show, it bothers me. And we're talking about the one and only Valeni in them. I refuse to say Valeni and Rico because Rico is trash. And that's why I'm starting my whole podcast career on his trash ass as he shakes his head. But that's the type of energy you're going to get from me. We're going to talk about the Lions. We're not even going to go go waste y'all good, the good people's time right now. But just know. I got to add. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. You can't just you can, you can't just say it <laughs> randomly and them not know what you're talking about. So if I just say, he's, he is not his his takes. Well, no, it's I can, I'm not even going to go down to Rico, but it's more of nobody on that show is a Lions fan except for somebody in the background. 
you can't come here. You can't go to Chicago. You can't go to any reputable market. And the people on the best show are not fans. And you can, we can objectively talk about the Lions. And still, we can bash them, but still love them. They're not fans at all. So that part always bothered me, and I always told you that, and that's why I wanted to start this. So that's just a little synopsis of the show, but we can keep it going for now. But I just wanted to let the folks know where my energy comes from. You feel better? You feel better about yourself now? Thank you. You feel better? Okay. I I thought something. I thought you had breaking news. Like that's not no, that's old news. But it's it's breaking to them. It depends. It depends on if they're if they're fans of Lenny and uh, Rico's show, um, which you obviously he's messing with me because he knows um, that's your boy. And I've been rocking with Lenny since uh, since '03, so um, in every iteration of the show that he's had, including uh, including this Rico version. So mm. uh, Lenny being a Giants fan, Rico being a 49ers fan. And uh, Hatchet Man David Hall being a Steelers fan, all of that's no, you know, that's not news to me. Um, and it does. It, there are days where I hear it, and I know it comes from a place of, well, if you don't rock with me or my team, then why am I listening to you? I get it, but it doesn't. It doesn't deter from the fact that they are knowledgeable at what they do, and I think that the frustration with most fans lies in the fact that half the crap that ends up spewing because the Lions can't get out their way they end up being right whether they're hating or they're just not totally on board with something uh you know they end up being proven right over history you know we're it's easy to be on that um pedestal when we've been so much we've we've been so trashy however there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a freight train it's, it's the, hope. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the DCE, the uh, the Dan Campbell Express. Um, so, uh, for those of you who I wouldn't understand why, especially if you listen to our podcast, why you wouldn't be caught up on uh, the current the current happenings uh, that's jumping off right now uh, with our uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, they finished uh, last season three, thirteen, and one. Yeah. Uh, and that was just enough to earn them the uh, number two pick in the uh, in NFL draft, uh, which they selected uh, uh, Mr. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, defensive end from uh, from uh, Vinny's uh, University of Michigan Wolverines, uh, who he loves very much. I'm sure you'll hear that at some point in time during the uh, iteration of the podcast. And I'm a fan as well, so I'm here for the jokes. Um they also had some extra draft capital due to uh, the Matthew Stafford trade um, where they had an extra first and second round pick, and they used that and packaged it back up to go into the first round with the number 12 pick and pick Mr. Uh, Jameson Williams out of the uh, wide receiver out of the University of Alabama, um, who by all accounts probably would have been the first wide receiver uh, taken in the draft had he not uh, torn his ACL in mm-hmm. the national uh, championship game. So uh, he is a lion. We have two first round picks. Our second round pick, uh, Josh Pascal, a defensive a defensive end uh, slash tackle out of the University of Kentucky, uh, was our second round pick. Uh, uh, and he is a uh, 
uh, getting healthy on the mend as well, too. I don't so remember three, what issue. We have three. I, I, I don't even I don't know what the issue, issue is he's dealing with, with right no. now. And I'm not even sure it's being necessarily verbalized, but I know, uh, you know, from by all the accounts we've heard, he's a good good guy with a high motor, uh, beat cancer at some point in time, and going into his senior season. So um, looking for looking for big things from him. Uh, those are the major um, major uh, uh, what do we want to call them uh, draft picks that mm-hmm. uh, that we get that we picked up. I mean, there's more, but those are the ones that we that we give a darn about right now. Um, then we also have free agency period before the draft. Um, the biggest signing of which would have been uh, DJ Chark. Uh, we signed him for a prove-it deal, one year, $10 million, um, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we also picked up Deshaun Elliott and Chris Board. Uh, Deshaun Elliott being a safety, Chris Board being a linebacker. Both came from the Ravens. Uh, they are now on the team as well. And we re-signed uh, Vinny's favorite, uh, mm. Alex Anzalone, and uh, defensive end uh, Chris Harris, who uh, had a, a fine year with seven sacks. Uh, so that's pretty much the, the catch-up version <laughs> of where we are right now as we enter into year two of the MCD MCD experience. The Dan, the Dan Campbell, uh, Brad Holmes experience. Um, so, sir, I can ask you, uh, how are your thoughts on the on the uh, off season so far? All I want to say is, oh yeah, the Kool Aid is flowing over here, my boy. I haven't had this much optimism. Over a seven-win team in my life. I think that's about where they're going to end up. But uh, there's so much stuff to pay attention to. And that is what is... And we'll get to it all. Well, no, I'm just saying that's yeah, where well, where I'm feeling the optimism is coming from. It's not that we... Some people say we're going to win the division. I don't think that's going to be the case. Oh, no. However, there are so many moving parts that are interesting. You have... The offensive line that looks like they just gonna be a nightmare. You got a interesting dynamic defensive line. So both lines, the MCDC Brad Holmes experience. That's where they put a lot of the the resources and draft picks, money. Both of them they. The 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 offensive line costs what the the most expensive offensive line in the league. Yeah, I don't. I think Cleveland's got. I think Cleveland's got us beat. But I will say that we have we put a lot of we put a lot of resources in it. There are one, two, three. You got three draft picks. Yeah, three. We got Taylor Taylor Decker, uh, Frank Ragnow, Mm -hmm. and uh, Panay Sewell. Our, our, you know, our, our, our draft picks, our homegrown capital, uh, as well as Jonah Jackson, who uh, shout out to him, he made the Pro Bowl, but he's a third, he's a third round pick at guard, and then the big money signing of those would have been Halapuli uh, Vati Vaitai. Um, we snagged him from the Eagles a couple of years ago and signed him to a ridiculous, <laughs> a ridiculous deal. Uh, where 
he was designed to be a our right tackle of the future, but that didn't pan out. But we're still going to have a use for him because he is at right guard right now. And that and, man uh, is he 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 is playing like he is not worth that money, but he is a intricate piece. So if you're gonna pay that much for 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 a stake, even though you you paying you paying uh Ocean Prime stake prices to an outback stake. But you still wanted some steak, so that's yeah. kind of where we, that's kind of where we are with him. But our defensive line also, shoot, we got, we just did, we just got Harris back. We got Romeo, and Julian, mm-hmm. and then you got Hutch, Pascal, Brockers, Anzarike. Mm-hmm. Like you got a lot, of, you got a lot of ammunition on that defensive line, but a lot of them need to prove it. The problem is a lot of those names that you just mentioned are hurt because the line starts right now um, from left to right. You got uh, from Aiden Hutchinson, Aline McNeil, Michael Brockers, and Charles Harris on the front line. Uh-huh. Um, right now, Levi Onzerike is still dealing with some uh, back. He played. And he pain. played. But he's he's still but he's still hurt. He's he's How not. He still he's hurt? not. I. I don't answer those questions. Jesus Christ. I just, I, I just assess. I assess what the situation is. He's still dealing with something. Pascal hasn't touched the You know Pascal hasn't touched the field. And you know Romeo Aquara hasn't touched the field. Um, so those are some things we're going to deal with. Now, um, then we'll get, to the, we'll get to the depth chart later because it kind of threw me off that when I was looking uh, for the, the final – the projections of the final roster, I didn't see Julian's name on the defensive line. And it dawned on me that they've kind of uh, phased him into a line, uh, you know, an, uh, a linebacker role. So he'll be listed, listed as a linebacker. But like I said, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there in a second. So the big, uh, the big thing that us Lions fans had to look, look forward to, in the offseason uh, was the fact that for the first time in, I don't know, 17 years, the Lions uh, will, are featured on the offseason version of Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. So give them a to that. Um, so it's one of my favorite shows to watch, regardless of which team is ever on it, because it's one of those rare situations with any team where you get to see the curtain kind of peel back and you know so much what you see is so pc um from all the teams so it's kind of you know when the cameras are kind of just hid in the background and the players are doing the players and coaches are doing as much as they can um to be themselves it's kind of refreshing to uh get that uh quote unquote behind the scenes uh, look at a, a particular team, and now it's it's our team. And you know, as Lions fans, we can't help but get uh, as much information and as much right. whatever we can as possible. So, uh, watching this uh, for most Lions fans is an a- absolute no brainer. It is a um, treat. So, uh, for those of you in the Detroit area, every each and every Tuesday at 10 p.m. And uh, for those of us in the Central, that's nine. Um, every so every Tuesday, there's five weeks. Uh, we've seen week one, so we've got four more weeks to go. Um, and to say that we 
you know, enjoyed it would probably be an, an understatement. But, uh, you know, I still have to uh, lean lean to you, Benny. Uh, how did you en- enjoy the first uh, epi of uh, our uh, Honolulu Blue Warriors on Hard Knocks? So I will say you, you are more of a, um, a connoisseur of the Hard Knocks than, than me. I'd rather watch old Lion Clips on YouTube than watch Hard Knocks. But that's just me. Uh, but when it came to my team, I, I was tuned in. I Actually, because I had to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning every day for work. But I stayed up and watched Hard Knocks last week. And I couldn't even go to sleep. Because I wanted to cry too. With all of those speeches that they had all last week. Everybody, it was just crying all over the place. You seen the passion. Um, you seen the heart. He... he Dan Campbell had them hitting on day one, tackling through the ground. That never happens. But he he just he he only did it for you, man. He I I love y'all, man. Like he he really is the dude. But that man has a plan to for this team to be a hard nosed team. It's almost like he's going against the grain of what the NFL is looking like these days um, with the the analysis and all that jazz. He wants to win with, with grit, as he says. He has the shirt and everything. He reminds me of, uh, you told me Tomlin. Um, he kind of reminds you of him, but he reminds me of Cower. Like, he he is almost a, 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 a replica of, like he he was he is from that mode. He even got the neck. <laughs> so That's I will say, man. man. But but I really I really did appreciate. And we got so many people who actually looking at the Lions now, just from episode one. How entertaining that piece of of uh, Hard Knocks was. So, um, I did enjoy it. I, I there's there's not there's nothing to be. I guess there's no. Uh, a deep analysis of it. Um, as far as highlights are concerned, I think mm-hmm. that the biggest highlights uh, for those who didn't get a chance to uh, check it out was the fact that, uh, you know, uh, they really, they really dug deep into uh, highlighting the coaches, uh, specifically Dan Campbell, specifically the running backs coach, Duke Staley, and specifically the uh, defensive coordinator, uh, Aaron Glenn, <coughs> Aaron Glenn. Um, so just we knew going into this that uh you know Dan Campbell was going to be kind of a star because the Lions don't really have that many household names and I think uh that once Dan Campbell you know last year with his press conference and the biting of the kneecaps and uh the racing helmets and the the 50 gallons of coffee he's kind of a not kind of a, and shout out to Pat McAfee too because he's cool with Pat McAfee he's, he's he gave him the nickname yeah, MCDC. So, uh, Motor City Dan Campbell. For those of you who don't know what the uh, when we keep saying MCDC, uh, what, what that refers to. So, um, he, Pat McAfee and his national uh, brand, you know, kind of attached onto him and the Lions as well, because it's a team that he's uh, that he's excited to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a chance to see, uh, like we said, Deuce Staley. Uh, and Aaron Glenn, uh, we've got a chance to look at their relationship and how uh, they gel and how they go back and forth at each other on the uh, on the field, 
uh, when their teams are out. Even though Deuce Staley isn't the offensive coordinator, that title goes to Ben Johnson. I didn't really understand that maybe they'll maybe they'll delve into it a little differently into the uh, into the weeks to come. But you know, nonetheless, I got. He's like that he, but he's the assistant head coach. Like their dynamics are are, are, are interesting, to yeah, say the it's, least. I, yeah, it's I don't I don't know the hierarchy. I know that was uh Deuce Staley's title when he was uh with the uh Eagles. So That was Dan Campbell's you know, um title in, in New Orleans, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes it was. He was he was tidy in slash uh assistant head coach. Um for what, you know, like I said, whatever that works. Well it got him a job. Uh, so we also got we also got to see uh, a bit a little bit more of the personality of Aiden Hutchinson um, through the course of the show. Uh, he even uh, had his own viral moment where he got up in front of uh, all of his teammates and uh, sang Billy Jean and uh, belted out the tune. And people it was it was so cringy him. the first five seconds. But he got it together. He though, did get he? it together. But I was like, oh, no. Yeah, those things aren't designed for you to necessarily be knowing what you're doing, know how to say. They're just designed for you to get up and get in front of somebody and break the ice. And, you know, the guys got with him, and even uh, one of the guys took their shirt off and threw it at the front of the yes. uh, uh, front of the stage. It was it was kind of uh, funny to see. Um, there was an impassioned speech from uh, Lions running back Jamal Williams where he's, you know, he's crying and he's telling you he's sick and tired of the losing and I think as as Detroiters we all we all felt that. As but he was so earlier. he was he was upset for one season of losing. <laughs> oh yeah. man, the puddle I'm standing again. Yeah, it, but it, his it pales. You know, his, his from, pales. from his perspective it's I guess it's two things because well first of all before he became a lion, he wasn't used to it. You know, he was in, with the Packers winning, you know, 10, 11, 12 plus games. Mm-hmm. But then also, he's a running back, bro. And he running backs have, he, there you go. Every year that he wastes is, you know, a year he can't get back. It's not like he's a defensive back where he can just take care of his knees and hang out for 12 years. No, he's got a, uh, and, and we expect to give him a heavy load, you know, pause this season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I'd want to I'd want to not waste my time either, and I'd want to put some some W's on the board, especially if I was in a city that um that I enjoy you know that I enjoy being in. So it was it it was good it was good to see that. Um, you know, that's pretty much kind of uh, you know some of the major points as far as from football from a football standpoint. It wasn't a whole lot. We did mm-hmm. get a chance to see uh, they gave you the uh, Hutchinson and, and Sewell uh, battle battle it out a little bit in practice. But like you said, they were really personality heavy. And I think I don't think I'm very certain that uh, we're going to get a heavier dose of football. If for no other reason, the fact that the episode that comes out tomorrow night is definitely going to be focusing on the uh, the preseason game. Uh, that happened, as most hard knocks do, where they assess the preseason game, who played well, uh, who didn't, and um, which one of the uh, lower tier players are on the on the last rung, and will they make it? Because that's the part that makes it good for TV. Nobody's caring about. I mean, you shouldn't say nobody cares, 
But there's no entry to, will Aiden Hutchinson make the Lions? That's impossible. It's not going to happen. So we want to know about uh, we want to know about some of the lower the lower tier uh, players uh, that are that are on the team and that we want to hear from. So, um, and I as well am looking forward to seeing uh, some of that some of that as well too. I, I, any anything else that you think I missed um, with that? Uh, Ag and, and uh, Deuce going back and yeah, forth was, was, was was real interesting. That was that was a highlight for me. Um, just it, it seemed it's almost like this this can't be scripted. Like some of the the jabs going back for it because it was too fast. Like mm-hmm. for it to be a script and football players don't make the best actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so just seeing that like and seeing them in their element really, really like Dan Campbell. That is Dan Campbell. Like there's no you can't pretend to be that. And he yeah. he is he's the, authentic, and I think the players respond to that. Yeah, yeah, big uh, time. More more than anybody, and definitely more than the uh, previous, ugh, the previous regime. Come on, man, um, quit, quit talking about Fat Pat. There, there's something to be said for even to the even to the cheesy extent of in the beginning of the episode where he was doing the up downs with the team and you know and you know he kind of made fun of himself because he had messed his wrist up mm-hmm. wasn't sure if he's gonna be able to do it and you know uh, there was a montage playing in the background from matt Derry asking uh uh well should they you know should he be doing up downs or should he be paying attention mm-hmm. and looking to see who's not doing their up downs and i'm like that's kind of weak i know he wasn't necessarily signing off on the theory but just presenting presenting the question so i i get it bro but, uh, 40 straight up downs you get respect from me just off the rip that's wild even didn't stop. even hutch was like i didn't know he was doing all of them at once <laughs> that, that's man man oh man it take me a minute well, to get up from playing with my son on the ground right most people can't do 10, ten up downs. Not without, at one. <laughs> not without being gassed and wanting to fall and pass out in the corner. I need one of them yeah. old people bars they got in the tub. To help you. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go with the chop. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But yeah, um, um let let's let's transition into what did you see um this week? Uh, preseason game number one. Yeah, preseason game. I against, was uh, against the super, mighty Atlanta Falcons. Ugh, super excited. Um, you know, it's been. What did you see? Though, been? tell me this. What's three things that you thought you saw that that looked good for you? Um. Well, first of all, let me let me just say I was excited to see football again. Mm-hmm. Let's just get that out the way. Um, even if it's fake or preseason football. Um, so the, the first team, they played one series or I think the offense played one series and the defensive played two series. I think, don't quote me to that. Um, but if you want me to jump to three things that I saw that I liked, you said, Mm -hmm. um, well, I believe all of it was on the offensive side. So, um, Jared Goff, Jared, well, well, well. Perspective is everything. Okay. So Jared Goff, Jared Goff um, had a solid outing. He wasn't scheduled to play, but when he found out the rest of the starters were going to play, he was all for it. Um, How you feel so about that? that? Was, 
that he played that he was like, my offensive line is playing. Put me in the game, coach. Uh, I mean, I, I respect it. You know, okay. I respect it, and I just I want the you know the team to make sure they protect him. You know, do whatever he's doing, and I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of the calls they were doing were to protect him. So, and in that vein of protection, uh, I'd like to I'd like to say that the uh, the offensive line looked very up to the task on. Uh, on Sunday, I, I mean uh, Friday, um, it was good to you know you would hope to see that they could push a lesser team around, and that's what they did. They absolutely pushed yeah. them around and got everything they wanted in the run game. That was uh, you love to see it because that's not something where you seeing, and we didn't see the starting unit play one game last year. So to see nope. the the five together was something you know something to behold. Uh, I appreciated that. Uh, Jared Goff went, uh, what was it, uh, five for six, I think? Uh, no, he went three five. for four for 47. Three for four. Okay, there you go. Thank you. See, didn't I tell you I wasn't, we, I wasn't going to be a staff person? Three just for yet. four for four. I just knew that, he, I, I knew that he he only missed one. He missed one pass, and the one pass he missed completely wasn't his fault. Jamal Williams beefcaked it and uh, had stone <laughs> hands and dropped it. Um, but then they made up for it. And then, you know, during that same uh, drive uh, where the Lions did score a touchdown, Amaran St. Brown had two uh, quality catches. Uh, you, like I said, you love to see that. And it was capped off by a nice, uh, speedy DeAndre Swift run uh, for six. So uh, number number one was Jared Goff's efficiency. Um, he didn't look like check down Charlie, mm-hmm. which is but what he, he had did a lot last year. But he had some people to I, I'm, but I'm a look, brother, brother. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna get to the corner. I'm slow in real life. I'm slow, very, very slow for a lot of different reasons. But I get there. You know, I, I get there. Now, wait till we as, play a game. You slow. As, is, as, we gonna as, amp up a hundred. As we, as as you just so quickly alluded to last year, um. The starting receivers were Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman, and one of them didn't even make it to the first. Listen, one of them, one of them worked at Kroger. Yeah, and look, both one of them works at Kroger, and the other one, uh, the other one works at uh, Pep Boys. So, <laughs> and whatever. I just don't get me. Don't. It, it was a long. It was a long season. Uh, uh, it was a long season for the passing attack. Uh, but I'm in Ross St. Brown. Uh, was a was definitely a bright spot as he finished with ninety catches, uh, and ninety catches for the for the uh, uh, the season. Um, so you you love to see that. So number one, Jared Goff. Number two, the stout offensive line, and number three, uh, the offensive uh, the the uh, the rushing production. Now see, it was just enough to make me realize that over the course of a game, I feel like we can battering ram and, and wear some people down, which is what we're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep that defense because because that defense is, whoa, boy. I'm not sure what this defense is. I don't, but I don't think we were up to the complete task. I don't think we have all the pieces that we think we need, uh, starting with a healthy defensive line. And then second, starting with, um, better linebackers because I feel like Alex Anzalone and until further notice is because he's a second year player evolving until Derek Barnes 
uh, becomes whatever he's going to be. Uh, you don't think he and, is what he's going to be now? Not after one year. I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to the young man. I don't want to put him in the box. I. I want to. I mean, but good. Good him. linebackers. How long it take? Uh, time. You just don't. You just don't. I wouldn't say everybody's not uh, Ray Lewis, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't put them. To, I wouldn't put them to that. So I would just say, let's see what what we got. Let's see what we got. And hopefully it's something now in three or four years. We're not going to be waiting three or four years under the Jared Davis Act. Um, but I think two years is more than enough because between uh, uh, Derek Barnes and then, uh, you know, Levi Onzerike, um, who didn't show, wasn't able to show us anything last year because he was dealing with injuries. Um, and that know, man still injured, um, you tell me. He was proving it. And then we didn't get to the biggest piece uh, in the back. In the back end, uh, at cornerback, uh, Mr. Mr. Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, or better known as? Uh, I'm not going to do it. That'll be your name all by yourself. <laughs> oh, this is my name. Okay. Toast yep. Kuda. And yep. you can't say that's just me. Now you on this I'm man acting shy. Because I'm not ready to give him the toast yet. I'm He's not been ready the to toast. toast. He needs to untoast himself. Uh-uh. What are you Here's talking why. about? Here- Here's why. Here's why he hasn't toasted me yet. Because toast was thirty. So year one, toast was number year, thirty. Year one. Year one. He was in a trash system that is by design to give up yards. It's designed to, to attempt to confuse the quarterback and give up yards. Seeing as how that last year, the Patricia era, we gave up more yards in that season than we did in the Owen sixteen season. So. It's just he was in a bad situation, and he got hurt. Then he comes back in the first season, has a couple bad plays, but he but he looked strong. And anybody who saw him in the offseason said as much right up until uh, we sent his, his ACL to the upper room. You said toured. this man looks strong. No, no, he did. No, no. He Every, all the reports all the reports going into game the one was that he looked – that he looked good. No, I mean, like, he looked good. Like, he looked like a good player. Like, he had been learning, and he was ready to sponge up Aaron Glenn's new system. And it was super unfortunate that he got injured. So he lost a whole year. And so now we're in year three of the uh, the Jeff Okuda uh, experiment. And I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to health. I'm looking forward to see what he has because as the depth chart stands right now, he's not even a starter. But that's by design because he's still Hurt, like almost that, yeah. he's ramping up to, to to starting speed, but he's still able to play. So uh, we're just looking forward to seeing seeing uh, what he has. I know that's you know I went past three. Three things, and I know. Uh, did you did you have something on the list, or you uh, you let you let missed me the number on? one bright spot? That's why I'm saying three. Oh, on offense, you mean on? No, okay. I said on the team. You said just on. Uh, you, but go ahead, give give him the bright me, spot. Let me I move know. it on. Let me move on closer. Get let to get to it, closer. brother. Hold on, get a napkin out first. First of all, I need to to tell them a backstory. Of why my my dreams came true, this draft. I've been telling you for the last two years, and nobody nobody knows this except for the group chat that we are in. Um, shout out to D. Shout out to uh, shout out to Ortez. 
and then shout out to to Jonathan. So I've been asking for a white defensive end for the last two years because you need one. You need a Watt. You need a Bosa. You need a Hendrickson. You need you need that. And we got one. Hallelujah. It's raining men. <laughs> hey man. I would say, and I, I, I am not even trying to be racist on our on our uh on our sports show. If you want to hear the racism, go to our regular uh our regular pod. But the the defensive end slash tight end the the hybrid white defensive end and tight end has taken over the league. You need to have them on both sides of the ball. They're basically the same player, but one's on defense, one's on offense. Because TJ Hawkinson, you love to see it. You love to see it. I don't love to see it. But we ain't gonna get there. But then we just got we got we got Hutch, man. And I really appreciate um, this man and his quick twitch and his bend and his hand placement, his hand fighting. This man, yes, we're going to go on and on. I'm a Michigan fan and I watched, <laughs> I watched, I watched this man ball out last year and it's good to see. I knew what I was going to get when I, when I've been asking, I was praying and I was talking all off season about getting, getting Hutch on the team. And nobody, everybody was giving me grief, especially this man right here was giving me grief. Um, he wanted my man, Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau. This man wanted Tibbs all day, but he wasn't right for the city, man. We we got to build stuff different in Detroit. Now, Detroit fans know this. Thibodeau, he can be a, he can be a great person. He needed to be in New York. But for what we doing, we needed... That dog, like this man, motor don't stop, and that was the bright spot for me watching the game. Um, just watching the highlights, he gets it. This man did the Michael Jackson kick because he knew what we just saw on hard knocks. This was already in the plan. This man knows what he's doing. So that was the biggest bright spot for me other than you can keep on shaking your head all you want, but this is happening. This he's he's gonna be the he's gonna be our best defensive player. That's just how it is. Um Well I definitely hope almost, so. He looked like the it difference he, he is I'm not, like it now. The difference is I'm not a I tease because get you Get you, the ladies, if you're listening, get you, get you a man mm-hmm. who loves who loves you like Vinny B loves him some Aiden White defensive end Hutchinson. Hey man, yeah, and I'm watching the game and it's so, okay. So what he's what you didn't you didn't break it down. He had he had a nice uh, solo tackle where he did a he did a good dip move. He made he made tackle. a Pro Bowl tackle. Look like look, look like oh the Pro geez. Bowl matters now. No, the it matters then. No, it's two Pro Bowls, <laughs> and they ain't call him on from the injury reserve Pro Bowl like your boys. This man yeah, it was like, hey man, that. you got what you doing today? Hey, you want to play in the Pro Bowl? I don't want that type of Pro Bowl. Hey, Give man, me the. I've been hear, there a few times. Pro Bowl. I don't want to hear nothing. You I don't, see. This is what I'm talking about. 
This is this is the lion fan you are. You you Uncle Vinny, you hating on your own team. Nah, I, I ain't gonna, man. I ain't gonna hear that. But get let's get back to let's get back to um let's get but back yeah, to Aiden. Aiden. Who had a nice move. He had a nice little dip. He caught the running back in the backfield for a loss. And Vinny uh had to go change his pants because he didn't even know mm-hmm. he didn't even know how to act when it happened and half the city lost their mind. Yep. And then on the very next play, uh he ends up getting held. And then that play after that they lost contain and in the uh and the and almost mm-hmm. at the Seahawks. And the Falcons end up scoring a touchdown anyways, because we found out very fast that it doesn't matter how much over pursuing, which is what those uh, defensive ends are doing. Uh, if you don't have the people to cover from sideline to sideline, namely linebackers, uh, against a mobile quarterback, you're going to look like a goofball. And that's what the, the Lions defense ended up looking like. And they got taken advantage of. Uh, and it happens, but nobody cares because we're still adjusting. Everything is is on the fly. We didn't truly scheme from mobile quarterback because, as you know, I've heard from other experts, uh, there's nobody on the team on the Lions team that can even mock up or scout a mobile quarterback because we don't have one. Because for our real, quarterbacks, for real on the man, roster. our scout quarterbacks, the worst, worst. So that's what we're at. That's what we're at with that. Um, but that was what I didn't like seeing. The over-pursuit. Um, the over-pursuit. Uh, we knew that this, the Lions are going, uh, are switching philosophies from last year because their personnel is, is a touch different. Um, where last year they were a read and react defense. This year they're more of a react first defense they want to they want to dictate the terms you think they're doing that from philosophy or they the personnel philosophy i think it's something that uh, it's going to take some time because i think they change philosophy first and then they're going to continue to filter the personnel in here because this team as we knew this going in we knew we weren't going to the super bowl this year this team is going to continue to need playmakers they have it looks like they have one Right now, that we know that we, I won't say we can pencil them in. I ain't gonna put them in pen, but I like to them pencil them with a chisel in a rock. I could, I like to until I see it. I don't want to put that much pressure on uh, young Aiden Hutchinson, um, who just turned what twenty two. Mm-hmm. Good grief! So he's so young, he's so young, but he's so he's good at what he does. So let's pencil him in as a playmaker, and then number two on that list would be question mark. Is it Tracy Walker? Question mark. That's that's is actually it, what there. He's the leader it of the defense. Amani, for them. Is it Amani Owarier who had nine interceptions last season? But gave up uh, a lot. Who came on? It needs to plays. be your boy number one. Needs to step all the way uh, up. Number I'm one, looking forward, I'm looking step forward up, to Jeff. Man. I'm looking forward to Jeff Okuda stepping up. You know, I, I I'll, I'll do that. I'll I'll be the first to admit that. Um, I didn't. I didn't think we were going to have the balls to to even pick him, and uh, you know we were all sitting there. You know, not sitting there, but uh, you know, looking at it on the phone together, and we saw that. And I remember going, Ugh, and I just said, "Man!" But at the time, I would have wanted uh, uh, Tua Vailoa, So, and I would have settled for Justin Herbert. And look how history looks kindly on that. So both of them are having well, Justin Herbert. Yeah, and Tua, Tua, Tua is not a bum. I don't know where 
he's I don't not know where a bum, but he's, he's a Jeff. He's a Jared Goff. Look, and he, but it's, even a Jared Goff is better than nothing. So no, I'm just saying, but you, he's not. Yeah, all all the rhetoric we hear is Jared Goff's not going to take us to the promised land. Everybody's saying that. So the same goes for Tua. But that's the same Jared Goff that was one game away from winning the Super Bowl. But apparently they got, were winning in spite of him. I, bro, I could go back to that season and he, was he had cooking. a lot of. He cooked because he had a lot of pieces. So I'm not about it was it was a chicken and the egg thing. Yeah, it was uh I can't think of his name right now, his running back at the time, who was the uh Todd Gurley, who was the best running back in the league at that time when he still had, you know, still had fresh knees. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So uh and you know, still had a young Aaron Donald on that team. So I'm not about to sit here and say he didn't have pieces pieces around him but he was one he got bill belichick right up out of a super bowl win because uh that team was cooking until he got uh put into the uh into the ringer by one of the uh you know by the best coach of all time so you it's think not, if you think no, if stafford was on that team that rams team belichick win i think it would have been different i don't know if it would have been a direct win but i can tell you that just because of how it's set up, um, Stafford's had more success against Belichick than golf has in his career. And I can think of a few games, wins or losses. Um, we talking about the Super last Bowl though, where he's he's got two weeks yeah, to to plan for of, you. I think it would have. I think it would have looked different. I, I really do. I think it would have looked different. Now I can't tell you. Because that game was kind of design- by nature. It's not like the Rams went in there and got the brakes beat off of them. That was just two teams slugging it out, field goal for field goal, play for play. And Brady, as usual, made one more great play uh, to Gronkowski to to tighten up for a win. They won. They brought. They won ten to three, a Super Bowl. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just they were right there at the end of the day, and it was just one or two passes that. Jared Goff misses and they're right there in that game, so it was close. That's why just, I just don't know, like, get the. I only, I only said, I had you say all that because the narrative on Goff is he can't get you to where you need to go. But I think he regressed a little bit me, too. No, but you tell me that you don't know if Stafford would have won that Super Bowl. The the Rams got better as a team, especially last year's team. I mean. You put Von Miller on the team. You put mm-hmm. OBJ before he got hurt in the Super Bowl. No, did he get hurt in the Super Bowl? Was it was the game before? No, he got hurt in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so like you adding these pieces to Stafford because Stafford didn't even play a good game in the Super Bowl. He didn't win the MVP. I don't remember the last time really that like the the quarterback just wasn't like he got Brady, outplayed. Brady didn't win the MVP. Brady didn't win no. the MVP when they beat the Rams. Well, they only scored ten points. That was Julian Edelman. That's what I'm saying. So no, but just, I'm talking about how it goes. If you put the quarterbacks, he, Stafford got outplayed by the quarterback by Je- by young, Burr? young Burr. False. Really? False. Nah, nah. He cooked. No, no. Stafford, Stafford cooked and got what he needed to get done. That man, that man tossed three touchdowns. That's nah. I won't. I won't let you. I won't. I know. I know how you feel about him, but I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you have that one. If with, he with cooked like that, how he, go, he how he won the MVP? 
Because Cooper Cup was just that much, that much uh, how better. How was just, he so much better? How you get the ball? Would it just teleport to him? Hey, somebody had to get the ball to him. Ah man, we ain't even gonna go down this road. We, we already too far. Yeah. We already too far. It was a rhetorical question. It wasn't no to be arguing question because we ain't even this. We can go. We can argue about this all day because we've had, we've done, we've been arguing about hey. this for a year. So hey, let, that's let, not let the here nor there. Cause we got we got it, hard brother. knocks we got hard knocks tomorrow, and we got a game on Saturday. What you looking for hard knocks tomorrow? What I'm looking for on hard knocks is a more of an in depth review of what we missed in the preseason game. I'm looking to see who hard knocks deems as uh, their darlings who they're going to center out for the people that we care about. I feel like uh, uh, Jamal Williams is set, but he's not a roster bubble guy. We're, I'm talking about roster bubble guys. I feel like they're going to make Jamar Malcolm Jefferson. Rodriguez. Jamar Jefferson's of the world. I think they're going to make Malcolm Rodriguez. We saw him dancing in the first episode. I, I look to see something from him. Um, I, I want to I I hear Jerry Jacobs' story. Because he was a, a UDFA from last year, but he's not a bubble guy, and he's hurt, so I don't think we will see anything from him. Um, he, I think it's just gets, gonna, when he gets healthy, he's a starter. Uh, uh, he no, no, because between the two, the two starting uh, AJ Parker is going to be starting in the slot, and uh, Jeff, it'll be Je- Jeff and Amar, Amani Owari are the two people you hope to be there with Jerry Jacobs being a super solid. Uh, right behind them, and then because they're going to be running that uh, that five that four two five defense, they might all be on the field at the same time. So he he will he may not be a starter by name, but he's definitely going to get starters. Je, Je, uh, Jerry Jacobs is going to get starters minutes. Who had a who had a fine season last year uh, at cornerback before he tore his. Uh, ACL. Yeah, we really snake. We're really we snake bit. So, so I'm looking to hear from uh, him. I'm kind of scared. Uh, James Houston definitely is somebody I think they're going to uh, center out as a how roster. How his game on? I didn't even pay attention. I, do, I couldn't even tell you. I don't. I didn't hear a peep. So um, I, I feel like if it, if there had been something, we would have heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but James Houston uh, coming from uh, Jackson State uh, via uh, Florida. Um, that's a that's a that's a storyline that people care about. I think we'll hear about that. I'm almost certain we'll hear about Mr. Tryhard, white receiver himself, uh, Mr. Tom Kennedy, and that's not a race thing. That's just a uh, being you know being a smart producer, which Tom is my Kennedy, day job. He's gonna he's gonna be a coach. Like that Tom, that is where he's gonna end up being because he is the preseason darling every year. And then every year he gone. And then every year it's always somebody who's just a little bit better than him. Mm-hmm. So I think and then this is like his fourth or fifth year, something like that. And so look for, look to hear that story, uh getting uh stuff down your throat, pause. Um and Put then the uh the prep as we look forward to uh the Colts. Um one thing that I definitely know uh is that they don't. What uh, what do we know is that they don't have a, um, a mobile quarterback on the roster to cook us like uh, the Falcons do with both of theirs because Matt Ryan, uh, he, Matt Ryan, because the starters will be playing. Matt Ryan's not moving around in the pocket like that, and so nah. we'll get a chance to see what we look like. 
uh, against a you know a regular quarterback that's not going to just my boy uh, gonna eat, bro. Let Deacon get out there, and we'll see how Aiden looks um, in uh, when he gets to pin them ears back. Because he gets to pin those ears back, a but b let's not get it twisted. He's playing against a top two three line in the league. So let's uh, see what even though like. their tackle their tackles aren't as good as their guards, um, but the Colts have a solid, super solid line, and Jonathan Taylor is that guy. So that's what we do know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know this is you, know, you, you know, know they um they did play against each other before. Who was Jonathan that? Taylor? Ain't oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, but the Colts, the Colts aren't a chump team, and the Colts have aspirations on being the man. They, they're trying to, they're trying to uh, get to the top of the. They got to get so past the Jags first. It'll be the Jags. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see uh, how how that looks. Anything, uh, anything you looking forward to in particular? Um, you know, I'm just looking for for to Aiden Hutchinson um, doing his thing this week and on Hard Knocks. I heard he's gonna. Um, Sing Thriller. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Why you want to lie to the people? Because <laughs> somebody going to be looking fast forward through the episode going, man, I ain't see that dude sing not, nothing on that episode. Not a net, nothing. Hey, I am looking forward to this defense doing something. Like, can mm-hmm. we get some of these pieces back? Like, I did see Onzerike on the field, but you're telling me he's hurt. Pascal, I I don't know if he got uh, mesothelioma. I don't know what's going on with this dude. But can we please, can we please, like, get some information or anything? Like, the Lions are cursed with their second-round picks. Like, it makes no sense. It's like every time we got a second-round pick, even if we think it's good when we pick it, something happened. Like, we are snake-bitten on the, on the second-round picks. Uh, wasn't Titus Young a second round pick? Like this, this goes back. That's going, that's going far back, brother. Ah huh, man, it's just can we, can we please, can we please get a second so round you pick work for us? Performances out the second round, and I, and I agree. I mean, you don't want you get because those are wasted of, uh, picks. Wasted, like those yeah, are premium picks. picks. I agree. They're like bonus first round picks. Yeah, especially for us because we pick so high in the second round a lot of times. So yeah. I just want to see our defense because I, I I was thinking the other day in the car, I'm like, we're going to have Aaron Glenn for a, uh, at least a couple more seasons because Sheesh. there's no, like, for him to get a head coaching job, he has to perform. Like, okay, you made, you made shit look like sugar last year, but we still was the worst defense in the league. So who's going to really give you, you got to at least show something. And I still don't think we got the dogs to run for him to leave. So I think he's going to be here at least to the end of next season. So can, we can get some continuity if we can start adding some of these pieces because out of everybody on this on, in this uh, on this team, uh, upper management, I believe in Brad Holmes over everybody. Like, I feel we got the right guy at the top. Actually, no, I take that back. Shout out to Sheila. She is, it, man, Sheila is doing a good job. Ever since her, what was her first act? Firing uh, Fat Pat. 
Oh yeah, that yeah. I mean, and she fired him like it wasn't over. even. We, we she ain't even wait. She was like, "Get your big self out." And after that, they just started scrubbing the floor, and you had they had to break it all the way down. So we we were in a good spot. Like I said in the beginning of the show, it looks like we are headed in the right direction. At least we on the street. Like we was in the wilderness. Like we was out here like the Israelites, like just walking around for forty years. Just walking in circles. At least get us going in the right direction and then have us something to believe in to then go forward on actually getting dubs and me not having to argue with people here in Dallas about their team sucking where my team sucked the most. Pause. All right. Well, all right. Tell them how you tell them how you feel, son. So uh I think that's that. I think that's all we needed. To, that's all that needs to be said. So I right didn't think we was gonna make an continue. hour today, brother. You was running on fumes, my man. Yeah, it's been a long. It's been a long week. It's been a long week, people. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. Um, it's, it's Monday evening. <laughs> hey, because my week, my weekend is my is part of my week. You know, I have a. I got a two year old, so that's yeah, man. That's, Shoot, my son's birthday life, next week. That's how life gets you. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be celebrating a birthday and a lion's victory. Mm-hmm. Forward down the field. Oh, lions. And I think with that, um, we will holler at you guys same time next week. You feel good? You all right over there? Hey, I told you I was nervous with this one. Anybody who, oh, yeah, shout out to our other pod, Irk and Jerk Pod. Um, listen to that on all of your podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, mm-hmm. and definitely iHeartRadio. I always forget that one, but Keith, don't let me forget iHeartRadio. Yeah, that's, that's, and we're going to have all of that. So they I pay the bills. They, they, pay, they pay half Well, they pay bills. my bills. There you go. So yeah, there you go. we can definitely, um, I just want y'all to check that out because this isn't our first rodeo. Uh, but I feel this platform this show is going to get more traction just because we don't have that many lions outlets um we do have some you know on 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 youtube that i do check out so um shout out to all of the ones i do listen to micro mike dosa dion all of them um especially world War sports they get me throughout give me through the day but um I feel good about this one. Sorry, it felt like a little drag in the middle, and I know we done about seventeen podcasts on the other end, and that one a little bit more livelier. And this one, I felt a little nervous because we had to actually tell, like, we needed facts and we needed to write notes and stuff down. So this one gonna be a little bit different. It's not gonna always be this information heavy. So if you rock with us this long, thank you. But we definitely gonna gonna get this party going. All right, everybody, appreciate you. Uh, like you said, rate, like, and subscribe to Irk and Jerk Sports. Uh, we love and appreciate you, Irk and Jerk Sports. We out. Uh, Irk and Jerk Podcast. Podcast.